On today's episode, NASA's X-59 may be the key to supersonic air travel. Today's episode is brought to you by Engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on Engineering.com TV today. In commercial aviation, many argue that this airplane represents the peak of human achievement, the Concorde. It was the first and so far only commercial airliner to operate in scheduled airline service across transcontinental ranges carrying passengers at over twice the speed of sound. By 1970, it was widely expected that aircraft like the Boeing 747 would be replaced by supersonic transports, and Boeing itself designed the 2707 to compete with Concorde. The actual future of air transport switched from speed to size for two reasons. Firstly, the operating economics of supersonic aircraft using 1960s technology, like Concorde, showed very high fuel burn for relatively few passengers carried. And the second, less well-known reason is that all supersonic aircraft generate an objectionable environmental impact, sonic boom. Now, other forms of noise pollution can be abated by active and passive means. Engines can be muffled. Noisy equipment can be encased in sound-absorbing materials. Active noise cancellation can be used to emit out-of-phase frequencies to reduce perceived noise, but none of these strategies work with supersonic aircraft because the loud and potentially damaging shockwaves that create the sonic boom are generated by the motion of the airframe through the air itself, a little like the way a wake is created from the hull of a speedboat. This has been an academic challenge for decades, and in a step toward a solution, NASA has introduced the latest in their storied series of experimental X-planes, the X-59. Rolled out by NASA in a high-profile live event similar to a major movie premiere, the X-59 was built by Lockheed Martin's famed Skunk Works, and it's radically different from any experimental aircraft before it. A third of the fuselage length is taken up by the aircraft's nose, and the pilot sits in a cockpit with no windshield in the conventional sense of the word. The aircraft is shaped like none other in the world for a reason. The airframe is optimized to manage shockwaves, with the goal of reducing the sonic boom to a mild 75 decibel thump, heard by a ground-based listener. Now, that's significantly less than the window-rattling 105-plus decibel of the sonic booms of Concorde. Now, that long nose results in an aircraft that is 100 feet long, despite its slender 30-foot wingspan, creating the classic problem for builders of supersonic aircraft, pilot visibility and low-speed flight, particularly during approach and landing. Even if a conventional cockpit windshield was possible aerodynamically, 30 feet of nose would require a near-zero angle of attack during approach and landing, which would have necessitated heavy and complex devices to enhance low-speed lift. Now, there are technologies available to achieve this, such as the tilting wing device on the F-8 Crusader jet fighter, but NASA has come up with a simpler solution. Eliminate the windshield. The pilot will use a NASA-developed external vision system with a 4K forward-facing camera combined with a Collins-supplied multispectral imaging system under the nose for landing. Enhanced forward vision using multispectral devices already gives pilots better situational awareness in landing, particularly in bad weather, and has been offered commercially since 2001. Periscope-based systems were tested in the 1950s as part of the Republic XF-103 interceptor program, and no serious problems were reported with flying aircraft this way, and NASA expects the pilots to have no problem with the X-59 either. So why does sonic boom matter? Sonic boom resulted in regulations prohibiting supersonic flight over populated areas by airframes like the Concorde, severely limiting their total addressable market in airline service. Today's technology addresses the fuel burn problem of supersonic airliners with efficient engines that allow supercruise, flight above Mach 1 without afterburners, but the sonic boom issue must be resolved to make a market case for mass production of supersonic airliners. 
If the X59 works as advertised, expect that long, long nose to be the look of high-performance airliners in the future. Well, that's it for today's audio version of This Week in Engineering, brought to you by Engineering.com. If you like this podcast, subscribe to Engineering.com to get personalized story recommendations, follow topics you care about, and participate with the global engineering community. You can also watch this podcast as a video along with our other exclusive series only on Engineering.com TV. Thanks for tuning in.